Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bagging Boardcast, episode number 229. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, being, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of books that we are looking forward to coming out September 17th, 2014. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. Um, this week, we are kind of taking a look at some shows that maybe we would want Netflix to go ahead with. This was sparked from the uh, discussion we had about Blade a couple weeks ago with uh, the rumors that Marvel's in talks with Wesley Snipes to once again portray the badass vampire hunter. Um, and it got me thinking, like, I don't know if I'd see a Blade movie, but I'd be okay with watching a Blade Netflix show. And I was like, man, what other Netflix shows would I want to watch in addition to the ones that they already have in the works? So that sparked this topic. That's how we came upon that. Uh, to be clear, though, it was Wesley Snipes saying, yeah, I would play Blade again, and everybody else being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Halle Berry being like, we want an X-Men 4! Or X-Men 3 before X-Men 3 was even announced, right? X- I, or I, something like I that. I don't remember that. And Halle Berry was just... That Halle Berry. She's such a scamp. Wanted to keep her going. She's got the X-Men movies. And that one you tried to make us watch about sharks. Oh, that was a bad movie. Yeah, that was not good. That I was tried, so bad. I tried to make you guys watch No, he's talking to me. Oh. We like to do a bad movie night yeah. and do drinking games to him, and this movie was so bad we couldn't even... It, we didn't even get seven minutes into the film. I watched yeah. Gothica, right? That was her? Uh, Yeah, that's one where she's like crazy and yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. Really? <laughs> I didn't realize that was Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Before Paul, I knew who Paul, that man was. Yeah, basically. Like Paul, said, Paul said he tried to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any actors or actresses. Like I, the thing is, if I can tell who's playing the character, then I probably won't like it. You know, because I, I just really don't can't pick many people out when I'm watching a movie. I just am not that guy to be like, oh, he was in this. Be like, no, uh, what? No, he was playing a character. I don't so it always blows your mind when I'm like, that person was in this, this, yeah. and this. And I'm like, how would you know this? Why would you? How did? How did this happen? I don't. <laughs> Paul's always just like, wait, wait, wait. You mean we weren't watching a documentary about <laughs> Iron Man? <laughs> you mean the documentary? There's been like five different documentaries about uh, Tony Stark. It's... What do you mean Tony Stark also played Chaplin? Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. He, he, he was Charlie Chaplin and Chaplin? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was Charlie Chaplin. Oh, it was Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, see? thought they had time machines. Proven. Time machines. I thought, I thought that's how it worked. I thought that's how we did our show, with time machines. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we, we have do, time machines. We do it while we're time. drinking. And uh, we fuel ourselves with these drinking, you say, with beers? Yes, we fuel ourselves with these drinking. With the beers. <laughs> really cracked me up our horrible <laughs> our horrible segue and also our horrible trying to get through the segue we uh, you know what sometimes a bad uh, a, a cheap beer company is is jumps on the whole uh, craft brewing market and decides to expand their horizons by just coming out with a new label and we're bringing you th- over here in buffalo we're bringing you three of these said new labels and uh from labat and we're starting uh, off with and labat is a canadian brewery for those who don't have any idea what labat is and it's pretty popular here in buffalo because we're right there next to the border yeah. well it's it's actually bottled in rochester new york which is it only is. about an hour away from buffalo uh this is uh a, a product of usa it says and we're drinking the labat 
Blue Royal Light. Because <laughs> Paul bought light by accident. I didn't realize I was picking up light. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it doesn't matter too no. much. <laughs> this is a 6.1 alcohol by volume beer, though. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Canadian, like Canadian style lager. Uh, and it now, comes it, in these... I, just to confirm, is Royal spelled with an E at the end? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just but it comes sure. in these cool blue tinted bottles. That's that way my beer won't go skunky. No. Uh and it just tastes like a lager. I mean it's not bad. It's not a bad lager. It's not like putrid. To it. But no, yeah. There is nothing no flavor characteristic to point out. That's why it's not bad. Yeah. It's I'm I'm kinda sad that I wasn't able to find this here. Um I'm used to being able to find Labat like everywhere. Um so when I was actually going on the prowl for the beers that we were going to be doing, I couldn't find them. And I think I'm just too far away from Canada now to get what? like crappy Labatt. Like it just, it doesn't exist. Like if you walk into a like corner store or a beer store, yeah, they have Labatt blue, but they have Labatt blue. Nothing else. Yeah. This is so just... I was actually kind of let down. I couldn't find this crappy beer. I like, like when, when we pulled these out, I'm holding my bottle towards Paul. He's holding the bottle opener in his hand and then he just has this snide remark of, it's a twist-off, John. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I was looking, I was reading, and then you had the bottle opener in your hand. Well, because I was tr- I was struggling with a bottle opener, and I'm like, and I was kind of upset with myself that I didn't try it as a twist-off first, because I'm like, because <laughs> it's a Labatt? Yeah, it's a Labatt. I should have known. Well, that just shows we don't drink it that often. It's 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 not worth the extra $2. <sighs> Yeah, everything we were drinking was six ninety nine for a six pack, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the cheapest things we've ever brought here, aside from a bomber that might yeah. have been four ninety nine. Well, here's the thing, though, you have to imagine now that's like a six point beer, so that's the equivalent of three regular Labats. So that extra two dollars, no, regular Labats is four. Okay, so well, it's one and a half. It's so one there you go. I mean, it's okay. a beer. It's fifty percent more beer. For two dollars. For two bucks. That's that's a good it? value. No, just dump it. That's no. how I look at it. It's not worth <laughs> drinking. But Chris, you're drinking not bad beer, right? You're, uh, I'm I'm drinking a little bit better beer. Uh, what I have here is from Stone Brewing. It's the Collective Distortion IPA. Uh, this is a uh, double IPA brewed with elderberries and coriander. Ooh, that's um, ooh. Yeah, that, I thought that sounded really good. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll I'll give Stone a shot. I'll try something. And it tastes just like any other stone IPA. I get a lot of hops. And then at the end, when I'm hoping to get you know that little bit of sweetness, I don't think I have much of anything. I think I'm just left with the hop assault leaving me behind. And that's where I'm getting the pleasantness from. The hop assault. Hop assault. Uh, that's, that's not bad. That it's first... a little bit more drinkable than most other stones. Like, they did tone down the hops, and it's not crazy on the tongue, but I would like a little bit more of the sweetness and some of the spice to come through, but it's still drinkable. Um, Ten bucks for a bomber, though, I don't think it's worth it. Sorry, that was phone's, John's phone going off. And then I dropped my phone. <laughs> then he dropped it. People know they shouldn't text me at this hour. Yeah, we're doing a show. <laughs> and most of the people that I that would text me is in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have text messaging. Listeners. Well, it wasn't me. It wasn't. There you go. But uh, something that may interest you, Chris. And you probably 
texted John as soon as he knew about it, or John texted Chris as soon as you heard about it. Step all over my fucking segue. I'm trying to help your segue. I'm boosting your segue. No, Paul distracted me. I I know we were talking about me, and then we stopped. That's all that matters. Well, I don't. Uh, you got any news, Chris? I, I do, but I was looking forward to what you had because it's probably the same thing. Probably the same thing. Uh, is it? Does it involve the channel TNT? It does. Would it involve uh, Nightwing? It could. Would it involve him leading the Titans in a live-action show? It probably would. All right. So we we can see. You would have texted each other this. that, right? Like if we weren't. If, if we didn't do a show, yeah. Talking about <laughs> trying to help your segue, that's all. <laughs> my my segue didn't need any help. I was in the middle of it, and then you just burst in. <laughs> just slam your way right in. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on the show at all. Otherwise, it would just be John and I recapping our text messages. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but no, uh... News is that The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that cable network TNT is in the works of ordering a pilot for a live-action TV show for the Teen Titans. Um, this will be the Teen Titans starring Nightwing, and they've also mentioned uh, Starfire and Raven appearing as well, so it would probably be more of that 80s-themed one. And uh, Akiva Goldman um, from the TV show Fringe and I Am Legend is going to be uh, writer, executive producer with uh, Warner Horizon Television producing. So they're still attached to Warner Brothers. With yeah. the... So I, I think the only thing we'll probably wind up missing from this then would be Cyborg. Like a speedy oh. Cyborg and then um, like Kid Flash because we are, we're already going to be getting those three characters elsewhere. Yeah. Well... Does it really matter? Like, uh, because they're not connected at all. They, and they said that the television shows aren't really connected, and the yeah, they're movies not connected, aren't connected. But I don't think Warner Brothers is necessarily going to want like Roy Harper appearing in one show and another show on a different network. Yeah, but I mean, they, I mean, like we might be able to draw the distinction between, but we're inside that bubble. But they could have Impulse on the team. Yeah, they could probably go with Impulse. They could probably fit in Impulse. And, and then uh, do uh, the female, Roy, or the, uh, Harper. They could do Mia. Mia, like, Mia uh, Harper. Was that her last name? I don't remember. No, Mia, Mia, crap. Yeah. It, I'm blanking on it. doesn't name. matter. Mia Dearden. Oh. Who was the, uh, I would have never got the that. The new Speedy. It's actually, that was a pretty good run. I liked it. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely lots of things to pull from. I I don't think you're going to see Beast Boy, though. I, I think it's too expensive. I think I think so. All the computer effects. I think it would be cool if they tried to do that, but at the same time, I don't know if they're going to go all, like, all out superhero with this, so they're going to kind of like, keep it a little bit more grounded. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. Like, I think it would be fun to have like a big budget superhero show. And I think you're already doing. Be able to get that from a cable network before we would like the CW. Yeah, and especially not huge. I mean, TNT does do drama right. Is another tagline? Uh, they Maybe. know drama. They, they know drama. They know drama. You know, USA but, is characters welcome. Okay. I'm trying to think of what TNT shows I've liked, and I'm like, well, they did Burn Notice, and that was pretty. Nope, oh, no, that, that was, that was USA. USA. They did the um, which played. The- <laughs> 
<laughs> that's like this is more than that's, Witchblade's yeah, been talked about that's in years. Ten years ago, in the last week's episode yep. too. Um, no, but they they had that one show with uh, Kevin Bacon's wife, the blonde. I don't remember the name of the show. My mom watched it a lot. But oh, yeah, uh, I, was it the a mitigator? Show? Was it called like Make It? Yeah, Make like it? Uh, the mitigator or something like something that. Something like that. Closer. The closer. Yeah. And then they had the show where the female cop could see the angel. Whatever show that was. Trusting Jordan? Crossing Jordan? No. Crossing no. Jordan was another show. Oh. Um, see, but is, yeah, like, I don't talk hey, about this. this, this TNT needs something. <laughs> yeah. Because all those shows are over, too, I think. Yeah, but they also show reruns of ER, right? Like, that's what they do? <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They show reruns. Um, but I don't see them going huge, over-the-top... Um, computer effects with Beast Boy when you're going to have the other effects that are going to be in the show and then maybe whatever Raven's going to be doing and then you know Starfire yeah as well like you'd want some sort of like special effects and like CG stuff with them being able to have some sort of power unless they just play Raven like some kind of psychic or yeah something. however know. yeah however they play it but yeah that was honestly like the only thing that I had for this week, and I think that's kind of because it just—it's more up my alley, and I didn't uh, see anything else. Uh, I I got one other thing for DC television news. Oh, okay, I got one for a movie. Uh, how about Jim Corrigan, the Spectre, going to be making appearance in Constantine? Really, that's pretty uh, cool. I didn't see that. Jim Corrigan has been cast, um, and we will probably see either him pre-Spectre or in the human state, not in the Spectre state, or both, who knows. Um, but Emmett Scanian is going to be in it. Uh, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, it says here. I don't know who he played. Um, but he will be making an appearance in Constantine, which will premiere uh, October 24th on NBC. Um, I don't... It's not huge news, but I saw Ricky Gervais was cast in the ABC show uh, Gallivant that's coming out. That's oh. the musical comedy. He's going to be playing a wizard. That'll be fun. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that show. But um, I have to ask uh, Jim Corrigan, is he going to be in Gotham? Or they haven't said? Because I thought he was a detective in Gotham before he becomes the Spectre. Uh, well, this is in Constantine. Right. But, I, mean, I mean, they might in, make in the reference to that. Of Gotham, not Gotham. I don't know. I, okay. You know what? The show hasn't premiered yet. Uh, the actor has been cast, Paul, in the show to play Jim Corrigan. Now, will he, will he be the Spectre, John? Do we do we know? Uh, we are. We're not aware of what his actual role is going to be completely. Yeah. <laughs> but Jim Corrigan has been cast, and they didn't say whether. Or not where he'd be based. Yeah. You know what? Okay. They might not mention Gotham because that's a show on another station. It, but it's also But the will city. the Spectre be appearing on that other show? Um, the Spectre may be appearing with Jim Corrigan in Gotham. Because isn't DC oh. coming out with a... A new book called like Tales or the Strange Events or Tales from Gotham, which stars like basically Jim Cor- uh, Corgan as the Spectre. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the newer books coming out. But I was going to mention, guys, did you see uh, the, all the pictures of the Batmobile? 
I did see the pictures of the Batmobile. Kind of, kind of looks like the Tumbler. Kind of with turrets and guns. Yeah, lots of guns. I don't. I saw the pictures and it didn't register as news for me because I was like, "Hey, here's a picture of something you've seen a picture of before." Yeah, but it so was smoky. Now like we've seen like, oh, all of the ship. All of it's the- a different angle. It kind of looks like a, a mix of like um, one of the '90s Batmobiles with the tumbler, because yeah. it looks a little longer. Mm-hmm. But looks a little. It has a gun on the front, and then it pops out a turret, you know, like thing, yeah. but like an anti-aircraft gun or something crazy. And He's ready to fuck some shit up. And also, uh, not Zack Snyder, not Scott, uh, and they're not related. No relation. Has been posting uh, mashups of uh, Super uh, Batman versus Superman and Star Wars, and those have been pretty funny. Like, yeah, like um, the the police officers pulling over like the Batmobile and they're putting a stormtrooper in the back of the car. Yeah, and also uh, Batman and R two Bin. Mm. So it's like Batman and Robin and ah. C three the caped C three Ped Crusader. So it's the Cape Crusader. Hmm. Why do you think he's doing this? Because it's fun and it gets uh, nerds excited he about both. He might do you think for that next do, Star Wars movie? Do you think? Do you think Superman's going to appear in Star Wars? Did he see the Superman? Uh, the I did, Super I did Jedi? hear that there was some casting news about Jim Corrigan. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Jim Corrigan will be in Star Wars? Maybe. As the Spectre, though. Guys, it is it is the fall. <laughs> So uh, I no longer need to put All I know is I'm going to probably be watching it at the garden. For my, mar- for my garden. So I, I'm, I'm good. You guys can stop giving me shit now. <laughs> it's the fall. I'm no longer doing any planting. So With the fall coming, though, Paul, what do you think the weather is going to be like in Gotham? <laughs> what, how, do you, how do you think Jim Corrigan is going to dress when he walks out the door? Uh, he's going to wear a trench coat. <laughs> Just saying, London Fog variety, most most likely. But do you understand where we're coming here, Paul? <laughs> why why if we give you shit? The same. <laughs> no, you said, oh, he's been cast. He's been and cast. We don't know this or this, and I'm like, well, did they mention did you that it's going to be an episode like <laughs> it's like it's going to be in Gotham? It's or like anything? three. It's like three paragraphs here of like, okay. oh, this character's been. He's been cast. He's from this. You might have known him from this. He'll be, you know. So, so oh, during the mention of the character, they didn't even mention. No. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You know. He'll be plugged into Constantine's world of occult horror. He's someone who is obsessed with justice. Ooh. And who doesn't let police procedure or red tape stop him from putting away the bad guys. Oh. I wonder if he's going to be like a dirty cop, kind of like he was in um, Gotham Central then. Mm-hmm. Even if the bad guys turn out to be inhuman. Ooh. Crazy. Oh, wait. It says right here. Um... F you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about death. <laughs> So, uh, comic books are coming out, right? Uh, on the yeah, 17th? The 17th. Like comic books. Yeah. You, you like comic books. We all like comic books. Chris, what comic yes. book do you like coming out on the 17th? Um, I'm actually looking forward to, like, a couple. Um, so it's hard for me to pick. 
But I decided to go with one that I haven't picked up before, and this is going to be The Edge of the Spider-Verse number two. Uh, I did not pick up the first one, but after reading the solicitation stuff for the second one, I'm thinking this might be something fun just to pick up uh, for shits and giggles. Um, each one of these issues is taking place in a different universe, focusing on a different like version or could be Spider-Man. The first issue that came out uh, last week... Was the noir? Well, yes, the Spider-Man noir one. And this one is actually going to be Spider-Woman, where in this world, or universe, I should say, Gwen Stacy was actually one uh, bitten by the radioactive spider. Oh, that sounds this fun. Being written by Jason Latour with art by Robbie Rodriguez. And the art really doesn't look like any other Marvel book. It doesn't look like any other Spider-Man book. It really has that more like image or Boom Studios feel to it. I really dig it. Um, and when I was researching this book after seeing the uh, solicitation stuff for this issue, I was happy to see that number five, I think, is actually going to be written by Gerard Way. Oh, fun. Like, okay, like... I'm, I'm going to get on board with this before we uh, we get there. Start away from the uh, books that we read. What was it called? The Crazy Kill-Em-Ups of the Joy Killers? <laughs> the Crazy Kill-Em-Ups. <laughs> of the Joy Killers. Uh, no, the... Uh, fabulous True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Yeah, the True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. And then we also did uh, Umbrella Academy for uh, Trade and Policy, I think. Maybe better known like from year. the My Chemical Romance band. Absolutely. Well, now, does it say anything about him bringing any music into the comic book? Um, no, it's literally just the sol- uh, solicitation is the fact that he is writing it with someone else doing art. There's no <laughs> hint to what it's about. Um, it looks like it's more of a technological Spider-Man uh, from Japan. Mm. So, and it's just like a cool little shot, but I don't know, this is something that might be cool, and I know this is all leading up to a Spider-Man event that's coming out where someone's like traveling through the different dimensions, killing off all the Spider-Mans, and then they have to team up. This is kind of in the wake of the Spider-Man miniseries that came out. Interesting. I mean, like two years ago now, I want to say. <clears throat> like at the end of the uh, animated, the 1990s animated series, where they had the, all the different Spider-Men from the different universes brought together by Madam Web. Yeah. Ah. Remember that? I do. No, I never like watched all of that. I saw like episodes here and there, but uh, don't I go never, back. I it's, never liked Peter Parker's T-shirt, so I kind of didn't watch the show. <laughs> he always had on that weird like big striped T-shirt. Freaked me out. <laughs> this big you... head. Yeah, all right, that's weird. John. Yes. What book are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking forward to uh, a favorite of mine, The Six Gun. Um, this is a little spin-off series called uh, Days of the Dead. This is issue two by uh, Cullen Bunn and Brian Hurt. And um, <clears throat> it's so far been a lot of fun. It's pre-Six Gun uh, original series. Um, one of the guys who's the big bad right now in the main series, it's him starting... To, you start seeing where he's losing being a good guy and falling to the evil side. Um, and it just looks uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I really enjoyed the first issue. Um, one of the characters uh, pays a necromancer to revive his dead father to help him solve uh, this crime that's kind of happened. Kind of fun. 
nothing I what I'd expect from uh Necromancy, Crazy Guns, uh a a uh, fall from grace story. Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds, sounds like the six gun. That sounds like uh something that you would enjoy, Chad. It does. And I do. <sighs> Paul. You're reading books? I when I read books, I do enjoy them. And uh one of the books that I'm looking forward to is Thor God of Thunder, number twenty five. This has been running since 2012, so therefore it's a Marvel book, so it has to come to a numbered end so they can start a whole new number one. Uh, this is being written by Jason Aaron, who's been writing the whole series from, you know, for the past 24 issues. So For the last year? <laughs> two years? Yeah, like... Two and a half? Uh, and this is something that uh, a listener brought to us and said, guys, why aren't you reading this? And then we read it, uh, the first, basically the first trade's worth. And we're, and since then, uh, I know John and I have kind of been hooked. And uh, this is wrapping up his epic run. And we're going to see uh, the the uh, the fall of Malekith, the accuser, or the accursed. Uh, and we're going to see some old granddaddy Thor and some uh, young Thor killing some frost giants. And I love old King Thor. Old King Thor is probably the best part of uh, of the series. Bring me my arm! All right, I'm alone. Uh, I, I really enjoy old Thor fighting Galactus too. Those were fun. Uh, no, it's a fun series, and at, I, it's wrapping up, but it's not wrapping up because, because it's he's going to go right into the going right into the female Thor. So um, definitely something I want to check out. Uh, something you may or may not want to check out is the Prohibition series from Labatt's with their Apple Harvest Ale. Paul. It's ale with natural flavors added. This is the Apple Harvest, and uh, it's apple It has a little bit of apple. It doesn't have much else. It, it kind of tastes like you dropped like your apple Jolly Rancher into your beer. It's not that sweet. But it is a fake apple flavor. No. It's not like an apple cider. The apple... The apple on the nose is really nice smelling. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good smell. Um, For six ninety nine, you can buy so many different and better hard ciders. Yeah. If you're really looking for that fall apple cider kind of thing, you'd be better off getting like a, uh, you know, woodchuck, a strongbow. Yeah. But there's been a big push in the last year for the apple ales, like a beer that's apple flavored. Versus the hard ciders, so this is their response to that. I didn't know there was a big push. There was a big push. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I uh, haven't seen any had, apple ales uh, other they, than this. John, John's been pushing for I've been pushing for oh, okay. No, even the, um, I think it was the, ca- the cast of... Uh, um, Amantiago. No, it's uh, it's Jess. What's that show uh, on Fox? Hey, hey Girl? New Girl. What's New Girl. The cast from New Girl did a even did a ad in between like during their show for one of the Apple Ales. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's present. It's been there's other things that have pushed for it. Reds, with, Reds Apple Ale. Yeah, I think that's it. And there's another one out there too. That's not a hard cider. That's an actual ale. It's an ale. It's oh. a beer with apple flavor. Okay. Well. Anyways. Uh, just get hard cider. Yeah, like why wouldn't why would you do why, anything else? Why would you? I don't understand apple ales then. Like what's? What I I I enjoy a pumpkin beer, a pumpkin ale. Um, and this is okay. It's it's six percent, and it's. Uh, 
I'm so palling it because I haven't finished either of my beers, and I'm just like, I'm done with both of these. No, you guys can can pull it up because I need to pour my next one and try that quick. So pull it up just a little bit more. Well, hey, okay. Paul, it says Prohibition series here. Did Canada have a Prohibition? <laughs> yes. You're yes. too Paul. You're too Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we went too Paul. Yes, uh, actually, you know, Canada. Canada? Is, is a the Great White North. Is a uh, dominion or confederation. Oh, okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm back. You can. Oh, you can stop. Thanks. That was really interesting, Paul. <laughs> did all this research before the show too about this. I did all this research. Opens up, up, opens up the, the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And then scrolls back to the top to start talking. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did in college too. It's it's let, called research. Chris, Chris, let him have this because he looked really sad when you're like, "No, I'm back. Shut up. Go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll pour. I'll refill what I drank. Okay. Uh, and during the years of 1918 through 1920, Cliff Notes, uh, Paul. Cliff Notes. Yeah, uh, Canada did have a national ban on the sale of alcohol, but it was more for a wartime wartime uh, measurement than so much a temperance movement. Uh, different provinces had different. Uh, Prohibition laws on the books and then repealed quickly after. Nothing really lasting longer than five years, except for the Prince Edward Islands, which lasted almost a whole 20 years. Whoa! Yeah. And what about drinking age? Uh, that was established after the repeal of uh, Prohibition Acts in most of the uh, provinces of mm. Canada. So they didn't really have an. There's. I don't know if there's an established drinking age throughout Canada. Mm. Nineteen in Ontario. I know that. And these. Just one more mention about these beers is they're those little squat, tiny bottles with no neck. But they're still twelve. Yeah. Twelve ounces. Still twelve ounces. Little tiny bottles. I'm not finishing that. <laughs> this is more enjoyable than a regular Labatt, though. I have to. Yeah, say, I would, it's but nice. it's not. But it's not <clears throat> awesome. But it's not awesome. I'm finish it. I, I got a pint of pumpkin for three fifty this afternoon. Like, like but I'm gonna pass on that. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any drinking, but you guys are driving me to drink even harder. So go ahead, Chris. What are <laughs> hey. you drinking? Well, my next one's also from Stone. Uh, this is the Ruin Ten IPA, and this is a rebottling of their 2012 version of their uh, 10th anniversary double IPA. That they put out in celebration of their 10th anniversary. Um, people loved it so much they decided to bring it back, and they refer to it as a stage dive into a mosh pit of hops. So when Stone promises that, you probably hunker down a little bit. But this is surprisingly pleasant. It's got that nice uh, Imperial IPA like sweetness to it. It's like that little bit of honey on it. It's nice. There's a little bit of a malt on it too, but it's still hopped up like you still get that nice kind of bitter off of it um i like this more than i thought i would i just picked it up because i was like eh, it's another stone to do with the other one okay why not i like this uh 10.5 percent abv hmm. after the A other one boy. which was 9.3 so hey. hopefully oh, yeah. i get through uh through this episode <laughs> yeah at least you're doing it. At least you're doing it from home. Yeah. <laughs> you don't it's need to go anywhere. kill these before the end of the night. So, ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah. yeah, surprisingly good. Not that stone's not good, but it's surprisingly drinkable. I guess I should say. So, we do have 
a dramatic reading to bring you. Correct, John? This is true. And it will be coming very soon as John loads it up. No, it's it's ready right here. Yeah, this is it's right here. So go ahead and introduce it, Chris. And now a dramatic reading from the Death of Wolverine number two, page ten, panel one. Stark owed me one. Hell, at this point, ain't a guy out there doesn't owe me one their life or want me dead. Both, sometimes. Except you, Viper. Where it is, you put out a contract on me. Not to kill. You wanted me alive. You miss me. I get that. But there are easier ways. That was a dramatic reading from The Death of Wolverine, number two, page ten, panel one. What character was that? That's Wolverine. That was Wolverine? I, he doesn't look like Wolverine. Um... <clears throat> He looks, like, he looks like Tony Stark. He's wearing a suit and a, not, or a tuxedo. He's in Mandapore. Yeah, have you read number one yet, Paul? No. All right, this is, spoilers, because this is a book that we'll be doing for our monthly look back this month. Um, this is basically going to be, like, a Wolverine's greatest hits, like, series that's coming out. Hmm. And number two starts off with him in Madripoor, and he's dressed up in a tuxedo. He's got sunglasses on, and he's got a blonde on one arm and a redhead on the other. And oh, I was like, this is a Wolverine that I would want to pay four ninety nine to read. Because uh, I did. Who's I, the blonde, then, like, if it's the greatest hits? Like, I understand some, the Red some, Hood. Some slut. Oh. That it's, well, like, like you, he likes the sluts. Sluts, 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 sluts. sluts, sluts. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really enjoying the series. And John, have you had a chance to read number two yet? I haven't read. Uh, it's on my list of things to do. I would have liked to have read it today, but I did other things instead. Well, we'll talk after you read it. I uh, yes, we can maybe talk tomorrow. Well, if you read it by then, why not? Yes, uh, but why don't we get right into our main topic now? Yeah, why don't we? So Good. yeah, as Chris, I talked this about, is your baby. Yep, this is my baby. Um, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, this all stemmed from the rumors about a possible new Blade movie. I figured that would be work much better off as a miniseries on Netflix. We know already now that the uh, Spike TV show didn't work out. I don't know if the following is going to be there for a movie, but I think this is something that Marvel would believe in. And why not give them like you know maybe a four episode miniseries on Netflix to maybe set up a different part of the Marvel universe that we haven't been getting so far. Uh, I agree, and. When looking at this and trying to think of characters that I would like, oh, Marvel character, I'd like to see, I had a, a little bit of a hard time. Really? Because I was just like, well, it's characters that I thought I, I was thinking would work better on the small small screen mm-hmm. that aren't part of, you know, it can't be a Fox thing, it can't be an X-Men or this or that. So that's where I was coming from. If the parameters are wider on that, then then yeah. I was going to go super crazy. My first one probably might blow your minds or might be like, no, I was totally thinking the same thing. Well, it's okay, because I didn't go super crazy with this. I just went with stuff that I thought, like, it could work. But I think the downfall of the stuff that we've had so far is they've been trying to do these huge, big-budget movies. But... The ones that I looked at were mostly characters that are like, no, you don't need to have that huge two-hour wannabe blockbuster to yeah. tell a good story. Like, 
you can do smaller, like serialized half hour to one hour episodes to really drive home who this character is. And, you know, next week you put out another one. Like, I don't have to get one big story. Give me, like, you know, four hour long episodes that lead up to something else, maybe. I, uh, I was going with something to just totally divert, well get away from and maybe maybe a cheat. It's it might be a cheat with uh, being able to pull in. It doesn't matter what the contracts are, because I was going exiles. Do a like exiles style uh, thing where they're jumping from universe to universe, and that way they can pull in like the Spider Man from six one six or uh, sixteen. What was the uh, the uh, medieval times, uh, oh, 1602. Marvel. 1602. Like that's Peter Parker and pull in this character. So you still have Spider-Man, but he's not the Spider-Man that's contractually obligated to be in the <laughs> movies. <laughs> like, and pull in all the different weird, not 616 universe Marvel characters that you want to use, but ob- contractually obligated aren't allowed to use in this Netflix television show. And showcase all the different kind of crazy ideas that Marvel can do with characters that we'll never really see. Because they're from these alternate timelines and alternate histories and alternate universes. And I think that might really be fun. Because, hell, I loved Sliders back in the day. (laughs) Sliders was good. I actually really liked um, the one trade of Exiles that I got. So I think Exiles would make a very fun... You could... You know, do a very uh, cool Netflix series. You could go big sci-fi, Doctor Who-ish. Very Doctor Who-y. Different different time, different area. Characters that you know, but in a different light, a different way. You could see Gwen Stacy being Spider-Woman. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted, and it would be a clean slate, and it didn't need to... Like, you could do that in the corner... And you know why it doesn't affect anything else in the Marvel Universe? Because it's off in its different dimension. Yeah, it doesn't and have it's anything to do with anything automatically else. built in why it doesn't play into anything else. Boom. Exiles. You guys actually agree with me? See, when you guys agree with me, you never say anything. You just go, okay, good. It, well, it's a silent yes, Paul. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, Paul, is you're pushing so hard for your you to be right, and you keep... you just. It's almost like filibustering where you're just blah, 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 and this is this, this. I will beat you down with my correctness. And then, and then we go, no, no, that's that's a good idea. And then you're like, no, I got to keep explaining it because this doesn't feel right. You are supposed <laughs> to hate this and me. But no, it's good. And what what is what more is there to say? You, you've kind of wrapped it up of what the show should be. We all agree that, yeah, that's what it should be. That would be the funness of that show. A steampunk Iron Man would be fun. Yeah. Oh, with with your Exiles TV show, do you have like a group that's traveling around? Like who would your core group be? I would need to have, you know, a uh a nightcrawler style character. Because, you know, some sort of person that can open up portals between dimensions and, you know, there was the female version of Nightcrawler that was always on the Exiles teams that I can never uh, remember. Nocturne. Nocturne. Uh, I would like to see a steampunk Iron Man, because that'd be fun. Like, from the 1602 kind of universe. Uh, some sort of, like, give me a uh, 
Peter Parker somewhere, something. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, other than those three, it just whatever you'd want to do. I would want a crew of five, because I always like five as a group number yeah. for things. Uh, Star Wars, basically, and Ninja Turtles, and groups of five just work. Right. So I think uh, those three, definite, and then give me two others. Uh, Luke Cage, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this, you guys? this ties into... Uh, my idea for a show... I was, I, I was just waiting to see how far you could get through your list before a multiple man appeared. Because <laughs> he could be sending his multiples out... Into oh, that universes. is such a good idea! That is great! <laughs> I love it! Do it! Yes! Yes! He doesn't send multiples... He doesn't create multiples in himself. He creates multiples in other dimensions, and then when they die, he absorbs them and then knows what happens in those other dimensions. Great yep. idea, Chris. Great idea. I- I thought that's where you were going to go with it. <laughs> Honestly, I, did I just out Paul Paul? <laughs> yes, you did. It's been, it's Paul's, it's been that day. There's, Paul finished one of my beers for me. Because wow. I was like, no, not this. Up is down. Um, Black uh, is white. My, and dogs living together. My idea for one of these was uh, very kind of close to yours, a team. Oh. Um, and that's the uh, MI-13, which I thought would be a fun series that you'd never get anywhere else, but they could do in Netflix, on Netflix. You know, you have the uh, Captain Britain kind of leading the group, having a team around him with crazy, wacky adventures, stopping stopping the vampire... Vampire missiles from, uh, from the moon. Exactly. You know, like all these crazy things could work on that small screen. It would be something fun, something kind of... Fringish. Fringish, Hoovian. I mean, if you're not traveling through space, but the different worlds that they come on and the different things that are happening are, cr- are crazy. <laughs> All you those know, worlds, they just come on. Like, <laughs> come on, you world. <laughs> you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> come on, this world. <laughs> I just see like Paul like later on the night after everyone's left just doing that all over his house. I see I see just deleting that out of the episode so he doesn't have to own up to it later actually. <laughs> I claim this planet <laughs> I claim this planet in the name of Jimmy Magic. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it would be kind of that fun over the top, crazy zany thing with kind of a, people taking, like, more serious about it, playing those superhero kind of roles, just caught up in the craziness. And I thought that'd be uh, a fun show. Chris? I think we could use a fun. Yeah. Because everything's so street level with the everything that's coming out on Netflix. Fun over the top. I agree. I, that might be a lot of fun, and might be really crazy. And just but you know what? I'd rather watch the Exiles over the MI thirteen. Thank you, Chris. Uh, let's see if you can change me and think. Oh no, Chris's idea is way better than Paul's. Oh, uh, I, I have a couple more. I, I wrote down a bunch of them actually, but we yeah. didn't actually talk about how many we each want to bring to the table. Oh, okay. Well, we can keep yeah, going go. until we run out. We'll, go, we'll keep going. We're forty three minutes in. So, All right, that's not too bad. Um, 
I'm trying to pick between one. Or, John, pick a number, one or two. Uh, two. Two. Okay. Um, this one's also going to be a team show, and I just uh, decided to go for New Warriors. Okay. And this would be done more like that street level reality TV show style, kind of like we got from the uh, miniseries that came out before Civil War, where everyone is. This would take place in the uh, make you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where everyone is so obsessed with. The superheroes now, because of everything that's been going on, that of course someone's going to try to capitalize on this, and they decide to build their own superhero team that they'll follow around with cameras. Um, so this would be more based off of that than anything else. And we would have Night Thrasher, Speedball. And I was also thinking like Namorita, because why not try to build in some of the uh, Atlanteans? They might not be able to use Namor. Because of the Fantastic Four stuff, I don't know how that's all going to work out. Well, the Marvel got the rights back to Namor. Okay, so yeah, throw a name, uh, Namorita. Have that be your first. Uh, have that be you dipping your toe into Atlantean. The Atlantean waters. Exactly, and then you know you can make up you know maybe two more or just pull two that people don't care about from the Marvel comics and have them become something else. Because I think also in that miniseries they had. There's like the big guy, strong guy. Can, no, it was wasn't oh. strong guy. I can't remember oh. his name. It was like microbe or something. He can control like microorganisms. Yeah, he was really fat though, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it could just be like a more fun, grounded series that you could have do some bigger stuff in the Marvel universe if it ever came down to it. Like you decide you want to go into a civil war type situation. Like you could kick it off just like it did in the comics with. You know, things going terrible on that last issue, or that last episode, I should say, of the show. That would, <clears throat> you know, lead into the next Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it would definitely be something interesting. It would definitely have appeal to certain people who are fans of that show, especially with the series re- re-upping, you know, starting afresh with uh, some of those same characters. And I think it would be a different thing we've gotten from the Marvel Universe, too, because it would be like that handy cam style, like one camera, like filming each thing, not like... Almost like we get in the uh, DVD extra, like, shorts that we've been getting. Uh, The, like, uh, In the Name of the King. Because that's a handy cam. Yeah, it would be more just like one camera, like no fancy editing, just like Mm -hmm. you're on the street with them. And then you would have the, like, interstitials where, like, you have Night Thrasher sitting there talking about like what they did to take out that street punk. Kind of like what they're talking about doing with the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything too much about that besides it being like found footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, you want to go again? We can sneak around because you got so many ideas. Yeah. You're like the house of ideas over there. Let's sneak need, around. Do you need to come up with more? Is that why you're throwing it over to me, Paul? No, I got another. No. Okay. Yeah, we were talking um, about two or three, so and I can always do more. I I made a list of more. Hey, cool. Because uh, what I was also thinking, this is a character that Marvel's, you know, put out on and off with new number ones every couple of years, just trying to gain like traction with that character because people like him and just has never really hit. But uh, Moon Knight, I think you introduce that character. It could have some kind of um, <clears throat> more of that adventure feel. Like you could have your Indiana Jones with Mark Spector traveling the world, 
But do you do it like, before it becomes he... Moon Knight, then? Um, it would be like a build-up series with him, like, as an archaeologist, and then, huh. like, becoming Moon Knight, and then actually being driven crazy by having, like, this Egyptian god, um, Living in Kunshu his mind. in his head. Well, you could even do, like they do with Arrow, like, half the show, him in, um, the past, being an archaeologist, and then him kind of going crazy. You know, like, it really could, it could really tie in really nicely in that, in that kind of a series. Because I think it's, he's one of those characters, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, where, you know, the greater public just doesn't know who he is, but he's different enough from, like, anyone else that's out there that it could kind of find some traction. Yeah. As just that troubled, like, being driven nuts by a god living in his head, mm-hmm. and he's a superhero. Definitely. Uh, it's always a character that I've, I'm always interested when I see those number ones and everything. And I've actually seen a couple things from the Warren Ellis series that's happening right now that kind of makes me want to pick it up, which... Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, uh, either I'll wait for a sale or when the trade comes out, but Marvel trades are so expensive right now. Yeah. They're like seventeen ninety nine. And he's he's one of those characters that I want to like just because he's so different, but... He's Batman. There's, there's not enough there to make me, like, jump in. So, you know, maybe this show, like, kind of circling the wagons on him and coming up with, like, a definitive, like, no, this is what we're going to do. And portray to everyone as Moon Knight, it, it could get that in line. Definitely, definitely could get people interested in it. Um, my John, my my show, uh, going a little more street level, uh, is going to be The Hood. Oh, nice. that would be a great one. I, I thought the, about that. Uh, I think The Hood would be something so much fun of this guy finding, you know, finding yeah. these these items that make him a superhero and kind of that fall of him losing everything because he chose to use these things and then just how it keeps progressing for that character you know like being this big crime syndicate boss and everything because he's using these and because he has nothing but that whole kind of build up to it almost like a breaking bad kind of a thing the rise and football story of, of yeah exactly and uh, i think that would be kind of an interesting thing like it definitely has a bookmark it has an end to it but definitely would be something that i would be ready and okay you're going to do a hood boom i'm there the first day that it comes out what is the hood's say hello to my little friend moment like because it's a Scarface well, rise and fall. So what's his like? It, in the original comic, it was more about him fighting off the goons that like Kingman sent. Yeah, he was like Constrictor and like Demon Goblin. I can't remember who else there was. It was like Shocker. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was just like the street thug the scrubs. Yeah, of the, taking uh, out like these super like super villains, but it'd be just, like the hired thugs. It would be fun to see his like compound or house being raided by a bunch of different like B or D level villains and like yeah. him coming out and like trying to use all his powers at once and and to protect you know protect his girlfriend his he's got a kid in that is she pregnant or is she does he have a kid uh, 
It's been so long since I read it. Yeah. We're talking about the original Mac. Yeah, Brian the original K. Vaughan, yeah, Brian K. Vaughan, Vaughan Mac series. series. Because yeah. he's been showing up in the Brian Michael Bendis stuff, too. Yeah, he, he had his own little series going on, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely something that I would think is... It would be fun to kind of watch in that kind of Breaking Bad yeah. kind of series of, of this guy's... Not even, not even Rise, but Attempt to use this uh these powers and then have it fail so bad that he has nothing left that he can fall so hard into uh-huh. becoming that bad guy almost like dr evil uh-huh. yeah. you know losing that love of his of this girl or killing the girl that he loves and then being able to be dr evil. horrible dr horrible yes yeah. sorry did i say dr evil yeah he said dr evil. oops dr horrible from I, uh, dr horrible single blog because uh, I knew what, I knew what you were saying. Yeah, like, yeah, but I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, Doctor Evil. Okay, no, I I got you. I just wanted to make sure we we're all on the same page. You got me. You, you got me. Yeah. You picking hey, up what I'm putting hey, down? Yeah. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Thanks for Chris. pulling a Chris and correcting it. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> you are not you today. No, I'm not. So <laughs> weird. Is it because the Bills won? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all tides, uh, high tide uh, raises all ships. All right, uh, all right. Or whatnot. not being in Buffalo and like seeing just the collective like fandomonium. Well, I'm wearing crazy. a Bills shirt. That's the only reason why John Reed. Hey, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Bills, we won two games in a row. We're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, we, think... we're two and zero. First time since 2011. So hey, no, I, like... we finished six and ten. That's such a huge Buffalo thing, too, though. Like, that's how Buffalo people actually think is like, hey, we won the first game. Like, we're going to go to the Super Bowl, guys. Like, we did it. <laughs> like, no, we we mock each other by saying that. We, no, no, Paul. No, no, no Paul. Buffalo people. Because next week when the I'm a Buffalo person, and I don't believe we're going to the Super Bowl, but I'm still like, hey, great, Paul, we Paul won. go on to Facebook, and you'll see like 10 people putting that up there. And then next week when they lose, the same ten people are like, we suck, we're horrible. Well, and, then the, we and then, and then, and then, and then the week after that they win. We're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, hey we're playing the Chargers like... at home next week. It's a very winnable game. So it's let's. Just... Let's but not as start soon as talking they about like, losing, get right? their draft picks, people do the same thing. <laughs> I know. I know. But what I do know is I would like uh, Marvel to start building a little bit more than just uh, what I'm afraid of doing is just announcing an Inhumans movie and us Guardians of the Galaxy being the Inhumans. <clears throat> I'd I like to a little bit more build. So I would like to see a Netflix series of uh, very almost Game of Thrones-ish, you know, a lot of... Uh, Internal cool. politics of the the Inhumans and Black Bolt, the silent protagonist. That you, he's, he's not really the protagonist. He would be like this the, the stoic. Yeah, he would be off in the distance, and all the like internal workings of the like regular class of the. Oh, I just got my Tetrion gas. You know, I'm I'm coming of age in this weird society of Inhumans. <laughs> And I'm finding my place, and this this omnipresentness of Black Bolt is kind of there. And then you have like, oh, your powers what? Hey, I'm Black Bolt's brother. Hey, maybe you can help me yeah. overthrow. You know, like that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, would yeah. be fun. Like having seeing all the the workings of of all these 
of the dark you know the brother, the yeah. dark side of things, the dark side of the moon, and yeah. then and then the the people who are on his on Black Bolt's yeah. side, who are those people? How they might get manipulated? How this mm-hmm. might happen? And, and he, the whole time you just have this stoic Black Bolt always in the distance. Yeah, He's, yeah, that'd be cool. I would really enjoy that kind of series, and I think it would be a great way to introduce a bunch and a crazy amount of characters uh, in a way like Game that, of Thrones, like Game of Thrones, and then kill them off because you know what? It doesn't Nobody matter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. People only care about and Lockjaw, he, Medusa, and Black, Black Bolt, Bolt, Crystal, uh, Helmet Guy. <laughs> Oh, guy, I don't. Oh, what God. the fuck's his name? He's the guy that can find every like the weakness yeah, exactly. of everyone. Exactly. Whatever that, guy, whatever that guy, guy's name you is. Know. Yeah, I, I can see him. I just yeah. It's it's something weird like Theron G. You know, yeah, there's like another like the Gorgon. K, Gorgon and yeah. 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 But it does. But you know why? You know how we would get un- involved with these characters and know all their names? The TV show. TV show on Netflix. There you go. Boom. Sold. I agree. I, I think that would be a lot of they fun. start internet memes and t-shirts. Right. Tarragon gas is coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. I've... Wait, 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 wait. Would Sean Bean play back boat? I don't know, but I'm getting the slow clap from Paul. I, I did something you, well. Did, was... I just pulled it. I did something well, and, and Paul congratulated it. me. It was great. Wait, wait. John, you know that means you need to just like try to ride that out as long as you can now. I don't know how to do that. It's, that's all Paul. No, no, no. It's okay because neither does Paul. <laughs> uh, speaking of something I don't want to ride out, uh, our next beer. Uh, oh, can we take a pause? I'm going to have to pour my next one. Okay, in. yeah. We'll take a pause here and then we'll be back with our next, our last beer. And this last beer is we're back. Is the Prohibition series? We went. I didn't, we went away. Yes, we did. Uh, bourbon barrel aged Labatt. Uh, it's also a six percent alcohol by volume, and also very very shitty. This is a blonde ale too, <laughs> that is brewed with bourbon barrel staves and natural flavings flavorings, which means uh, it isn't aged in a bourbon barrel. It isn't aged in a bourbon barrel. Uh, they but have they broken did, bourbon barrels that they just threw in. Yeah. They, they did brew it with uh, Wolver's uh, butterscotch candy. That's what this tastes like. See, that doesn't sound bad. The Werther's. It tastes like Werther's. a Werther's. Not Wolver's. I couldn't think brewery. of it. took me a second to think of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wolver's I couldn't think of that. Brewery. I couldn't think of that shitty candy from when I was a teenager. Next, it's still around, John. It didn't go away because, uh, because it went away, hit puberty. It went away to me. I, see, I, I like Werther's Originals. <laughs> like those aren't bad. It it is a sweet taste of butterscotch. No, nothing that you think of with a bourbon. See, like this when is... you said a blonde ale, I was like, that's the weirdest thing to age. Because if you had said a blonde ale with peaches. Or oranges, or just like some sort of light fruit, like a berry. I would be like, okay, like that'd be a nice summer drink. But a blonde ale with the bourbon stage. It's not aged though. Yeah, it's just with bourbon flavoring. Yeah, yeah. Bur- bourbon flavoring, and that's probably why they used a blonde ale, is because it it'll transfer the flavor. It'll take over the flavors. So I mean, yeah, they're doing something smart, but they're brewing something that is just cheapest as possible yeah and it 
and I mean it explains why it's six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But, but there's also, nothing but, to it that makes you think bourbon. No, there's but no vanilla. The there's no oak. There's just this weird butterscotchy, butterscotchy, but oh, not sweet though. Just awful taste. It's like a tacky sweet. Yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes the apple harvest better tasting. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But here's the thing that bothers me about that. It's not like you can just go out and get a Labatt's Blondale. That's true. No. So, like, but that doesn't make me want to go out and buy a Labatt's Blondale either. No, but like I, I feel like they're trying to dress it up by being like, oh... The Blondale aged with bourbon saves, but well, it doesn't. It doesn't even say that on the bottle. It says that on Untapped that it's a Blondale. Oh, really? Yeah. The thing do, is, do you feel like it's now? Here's my question. Sorry to cut you off, Paul. Do you feel like it's just the regular beer that's been aged with some pieces of bourbon tasting wood? wood? <laughs> well, I wouldn't. It's not even aged. It's just brewed with like when they're brewing this, they put some broken wood barrels into into the pot. You know. Which means there's less bourbon barrels to use for good <laughs> beer, which makes me upset. And also, uh, this is the exact beer that I was afraid we were going to get with this stuff. Where it's the, uh, what they talked about with a uh, dogfish head owner saying, hey, every year we see a new pumpkin come out. And it's like the cheap pumpkin extract that these big companies are doing. And what's going to happen is the... People that are kind of interested in getting craft beers are going to go with the beer company that they prefer. Their trust. And, and they're they, going to they, try that. They've heard of it. And they're going to be like, oh, people say that bourbon-aged beers are great. Like, they're a lot of, they're really good. And you know what? I drink Labatt. Oh, Labatt has one out now. People love these bourbon-aged beers. I heard about it on a podcast. I'm going to try one. And then taste this and be like... Those people are idiots. This is nothing like my Labatt, and it's nothing that is close to being good. I will never buy a bourbon-aged beer again. Why would you even do this? You can just buy candy that tastes like this. You know, and and it's not a bourbon. It's not what we look for when we buy a bourbon-aged beer because it's not even aged. It's it's just yeah knockoff that isn't even a knockoff because it's not even done properly no chris save us you're drinking Um, a good beer well i feel weird going into it because what i have is a pumpkin beer (laughs) but this is from arcadia ales like we've had them on the show before what my my favorite uh barley wine is made by them uh serial killer which we talked about this during our break i had on tap at the brewery, and it was delectable. Uh, but this is their pumpkin beer. This is Jawjacker. It's an ale with spices added, uh, which it says cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg. There was a girl in high school that we called Jawjacker. Her name was Jackie. She was known for giving good blowjobs. <laughs> okay, I feel like every school had a girl that was known for giving blowjobs. Uh, our school, we had a girl called Headhunter. <laughs> Jawjacker. I, I okay. I never knew who she was. Somebody walked by and be like, "Headhunter." I'm like, "Point her out to me." Which ones? Emails. Let us know if you had a legendary BJ giver. 
Contactthebangboardcast.com. Well, I, and, I, what, I and, what, and what her name was. I see. Yeah. When Chris is living with a girl and doing the podcast, he starts, you know, calming his talk down. No longer talking about the fish hooks and stuff. He starts referring to them as BJs. No, I'm just... No, no, it's okay. I'm now. I since you brought this up, Paul. Now I'm wondering if there's like one at every school. Like, <laughs> when, when you open your school, like, okay, you guys got a bully, check. Uh, nerds, check. Headhunter, <laughs> like, <laughs> off off track. But yeah, John Decker. Um, this is actually a really decent pumpkin beer. It is a pumpkin slash yam beer. So when I saw that when I was checking in on Untapped, I expected it to be a lot more like pumpkin, actually. And it's like pumpkin, but just with a little bit more carbonation to it. Okay. Every other time I had this, it was served warmer. Um, this has been in my refrigerator for the past couple of days. So it loses a little bit something when it's been cooled. I don't get as much of the spice that I got before. Uh, it's still really good. I put this maybe like three steps below pumpkin like it's a solid offering and it's on its way to being that beer it's just not all the way there yet do you know like you checked we, into this but you didn't give any stars and untapped oh really yeah. i did not well, i will fix that um i i like it it's a solid beer no it says i have i gave it three and a half doesn't say that on my thing. This doesn't matter at all. It doesn't really, no. No, it doesn't, but it does to me. I just checked in again. Okay, there you go. Because it says this is my second time drinking it, and I've had it like three times now. Oh, nice. So you it must like nice it spot. enough to, um, to a, have it for a third time. It's yeah. a little bit better than the Ichabod I had, I want to say, last week on the show. But that was a cool label. It, w- it was cool. Did you see that shit? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw it on our Facebook page because that's where you can go to see all the labels of the beers and also the main topic that we're talking about on each episode. Yeah. Which, go. hey, let's get back into that main topic. Let's do that shit. Uh, did we leave it off with you, Paul? I talked about Inhumans. Oh, Inhumans. Yeah. Inhumans. In a, in a Game of Thronesian style. Like yeah. kind of like politicals, but you're coming through it with the kind of and your your Jon Snow would be this kind of kid that just got the Tetrion gases and just came of age and now he's off like having to do like weird crow trolls. things, or he would be like you get the Tetrion gas and then you have to learn how to integrate yourself into like human society and you come to Earth and then like you'd have to come back to the blue side and the dark side of the moon and do the all. You know, inhuman thing right. there. Uh, Chris has so many ideas. Yeah, let's go to Bay. Come on, Chris. Well, my next one's not as inspired as some of the other stuff. Um, it's more along the lines of my Blade offering. Oh. And I'm actually going to say the Punisher is a character that would work better in serialized format versus a movie. Uh, um, I, I would agree. I would see. I would say that the next Netflix show you're going to get is Punisher. If you don't already see Frank Castle in the Netflix shows that are going to be there, I, I think he lends himself so much more to that world than that summer. What did Punisher Warzone come out? Was that like a winter movie? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, it was a really weird time that that came out. Like, I, I'm trying to remember when it came out. I know we saw it at, like the Chief Theater. We did. It was but, one of the only places you know that were showing it too. I, I actually liked Punisher War Zone. I liked, um, not just the Punisher. Ray Stevenson. Yeah, as the Punisher. Like, I feel like he looked more like Frank, Frank Castle. Castle than Thomas Jane did. I feel like it was a solid movie, but that's like one of the worst performing Marvel movies. But I think if you have the Punisher being that street level character, you don't need to fill like two hours of him going after the big mob boss's lackeys. You do that episode of him taking out like an underboss. The next episode is him helping that family in the building. Next episode, taking out like another like underboss lackey you have the mini season however many episodes you have it be leading up to him going after like the mafia guy in his hideout like unleashing both barrels yeah that's that's your payoff like that's your climatic scene of the movie but you have more time to explore frank as that character leading up to it yeah. And I, I think it it would just perform so much better as a TV show than it would just like a two-hour movie. No, I, I definitely agree. I think it's definitely something that would work better in the Netflix series. And I've been really enjoying the comic book series that's been going on right now. And the Punisher's kind of motto is, too, you know, it's too small for the superheroes, it's too big for the cops... It's my, this is my job to do. That kind of, that blue collar, if nobody nobody else is going to be able to do this but me, because nobody either sees it or wants to deal with it. And I thought, like, that's such a great idea or spin on that Frank Castle, and that, that really kind of sums up what that character should be about. A person of and, interest kind of Frank Castle. And I think yeah. now that... I don't, I have never seen the show, but yeah. But yeah, but that's. Kind of, <laughs> but isn't that but, what he does? He like has this. He goes after the stuff that nobody else is noticing. Yeah. yeah. But I think now that we have Punisher back at Marvel, we can finally have that because yeah, this isn't something you know Captain America is going to be going after. He's not going to target that neighborhood drug dealer that's causing problems on the street. Like you have the ability to do that with the Punisher. Yeah, that can be an episode, and then you take out that drug dealer, and it turns out he's working for someone else. Yeah, and you just kind of follow that that spider web. Yeah, you follow that trail back to oh, it's Jigsaw, it's yeah. the Kingpin. You know, like uh, it's and, and they said like you can do this. And from what I've heard, is Kingpin might have bigger role in that Marvel verse. With the TV shows that we're getting from Netflix already, yeah. There you also, go. Also, well, didn't you you sent me a big text thing about uh, D'Onofrio? Yeah, Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio talking about being the kingpin. Yeah. Um, no, I think that would be really good. And uh, would you want Ray Stevens back? Would you want uh, Thomas Jane? Because I still go back uh, to that Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane would do it in a heartbeat. He yeah, would. I, well, he did that, that dirty laundry movie. Yeah, that dirty, dirty laundry, laundry was so good. I think Ray Stevenson, I don't want to say he's too big for the project now, but I don't think he would go back to being the Punisher. I mean, he's playing um, 
uh, the one of the Warriors three in the Thor movies now. Yeah, but he's side character. Yeah, he's you know, side character. But he's he was Firefly in GI Joe. You know, he was uh, uh, Warriors three. I don't he, see him going back to a role he played once in a movie that just didn't do well. When he can like put Thor on his resume. Yeah, but uh, even in Thor, he, Tom, like that, he probably spent more time in makeup. Yeah. Than he did even close to being on screen. He was the Raphael from Soul Calibur Thomas, character in uh, the Warriors Three. He was like the, the bigger guy with oh, the oh, the uh, guy that was Volstaff. Uh, Volstaff, yeah. Oh, okay, the guy that always wanted to eat and feast. Okay, yeah, my bad. Like, I, I think. See, I don't know anybody. Thomas in Jane would be the more cost-effective route. Yeah, I think he would just point, he would just do it in a heartbeat, anyways. Yeah, he'd do it for beer. I, I mean, I liked the Punisher movies, both of them, but like I really enjoyed Tom Jane. I think Ray Stevenson had to look better. Tom Jane's got the heart for it, though. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just gritty as shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I Punisher was one of those ones that I thought might just be a given. Like, if these work out well, that's where they're going to fit the Punisher in. And it, if they, and again, if you don't already see him in that Daredevil, you know, he's there's got to be an appearance. And that's the thing. Like, you could do it so on the cheap. You don't need a lot of money for special effects or anything. You, you need some blanks and some guns and, you know, a few explosions here and there at the end of every episode. Yeah. Because that's where you can really do your just strong character-driven. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, uh, another what else we got? another could be on the cheap, but definitely street level gritty. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. I yes, I think that would be so much fun, especially kind of more more modern telling. Maybe not so much theatrical costumes for these characters, but definitely something that could tie into that street level. Easily done, good stories to be told, and could connect to. The world that they're already setting up with Iron Fist and Daredevil, but also could have a little more macabre to them, uh, and how those two characters come about, what they're fighting against, who they are. I think that would be a great, again, like story, yeah. uh, story-driven character, story-driven kind of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would like to see that. Was that on your any of your list, Chris? Um, it wasn't because I thought that something that. Actually, Paul would talk about because he kind of <laughs> no, he kind of gave us a glimpse of like Runaways when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, the thing is with Cloak and Dagger, uh, I need to da- have Dagger be a very busty blonde. <laughs> it's the one thing slut, that slut, 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 <laughs> slut, slut, It's the one thing that always draws me to Cloak and Dagger every time they hit the shelf. See, I like, would wow. I would rather yeah, like that like... Dagger character be more. A little younger, a little more. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, I said, I don't. I don't. We used to go. We're going back to high school and trying to find the headhunters. I didn't like. I didn't want that. The, the costumes and that kind of stuff. Right. But somebody more, a little more younger, a little more innocent, because she was a character that had a little more innocence to her. I keep her. on looking at my computer screen, like Chris. Are you hearing what he said? <laughs> but you no, can't I'm, see me I'm looking listening. at you. But I, I, someone who is a little more innocent, and then you have that innocentness 
with that character of Cloak who wants to protect her, who is working oh, working to sexist. save to save her. And that's always kind of how I took it away from is is he was always from someone who was trying to protect Dagger. Where Dagger was always trying to drag him back from the edge of darkness. Yeah. And somebody who was a little more innocent, a little more younger, not somebody, some voluptuous blonde running around shaking her cans that you want to see, Paul. Yeah. I want to see more character-driven, not tit-driven. You know. To each their own, John. To each their own. I I just need Cloak in a jumpsuit. Or no, Dagger in a jumpsuit. Cloak in like a big... Maybe not a cloak, but... Some sort of overcoat. Hoodie? It could be, uh, maybe a uh, hoodie under the overcoat. I See, yeah. I don't think I need an overcoat because I think the thing is, like, that's the mystical or the whatever kind of superpower it is. He puts on the hood and then, boom, that, that like, kind of cape kind of thing happens. Like, yeah. I think that would work. And I think it would work better than having this guy just, like, walking around in this huge, like, duster. You know? All of the Matrix. Hey, uh, we're doing something bad. I think we need to move off the street corner. Why? Yeah, there's a big guy coming in a duster, and <laughs> I think that screams bad news for yeah. us. Exactly. Like, uh, I, I think Cloak and Dagger would work really well, too. College and, and age, so I would say. Those characters that... yeah. No, maybe they have that a history party. at Marvel, but they don't have that traction to grab on and like be present, really. Besides, like that pop in here and there. Yeah, no, I no, I agree. But I, I mean, it was, I mean, I was planning on doing like two, maybe three of these. So this was like my third, like my almost th- like yeah. an alias roster. style. Paul, really pondering on this one, like. You know, where it's like they're at a college party and then they slip something in their drink and they wake up and they suddenly have these powers and they're being under investigation by this big pharmaceutical company and they don't like know Alex Mack. Yeah, <laughs> Alex Mack slash Alias. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Paul, you got another idea? Is it West Coast Avengers? No, no. It's actually uh, kind of tying into what, and this is the exact same thing that I uh, said during... The uh, when we first talked about this is the DreamWorks deal, where with Netflix, where DreamWorks comes out with a movie and boom, Netflix gets the rights to do like a small kid show based off that movie, like uh, that Turbo uh, that's yeah. on Netflix now, and also uh, Kung Fu Panda also has a like a work DreamWorks cartoon series in the works, and they they have some of the. Uh how to Train Your Dragon stuff too on there? Yeah, uh, it's like but the, this is the Tales from Burke or whatever. Yeah, that's like DVD extra stuff though. Where this okay. is the Turbo. I, I don't know. That's like the Turbo like, Power. I knew, I knew about that after I saw the movie. Okay. <laughs> so I thought it was like a thing they did. No, Turbo Power is like a eight or twelve episode like series, and they have another deal to do another season of it. A Netflix original, like uh, that's based off of the Turbo Snail becomes like imbued with the race car stuff i don't know See, because i don't here's care the thing, like i haven't heard anything about that movie so i don't know if it's one of those dreamworks movies that's like oh i need to watch that like i just i know it's a dreamworks movie yeah it's a dreamworks and that's all just background for what my idea is is you got uh it's an anim- computer animated movie you have big hero six coming out which is going to be a huge movie we all know it because 
damn, Guardians of the Galaxy passed three hundred million dollars domestic. I think this might slip under people's radars because they're not know. promoting it too much, too hugely as Marvel. It's like Disney Marvel, Big Hero Six. Well, I, yeah, the, because it has they're even promoting it as the <laughs> We're still... studio that brought you Frozen and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when we went to go see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and they had the new trailer for. Um, Big Hero 6 before it like this was going to be the first time I had seen that trailer and people in the theater were digging it we're about the same time frame away we are from Guardians of the Galaxy being released as this one is where Guardians of the Galaxy finally put out that one trailer with the uh, Ooga Chaka yeah. hooked on a feeling hooked on a feeling so until well, this I, point like I'm not that worried about it and have I you could, seen the two minutes uh of footage that they put up from Big Hero 6 with Baymax and Hero? No. Okay. Um, Is Disney, it really good? I can't remember where they released it, but the, it's a two-minute clip where Baymax and Hero are talking in Hero's bedroom. And it's a <laughs> lot of fun. And if the movie brings that fun and heart to the rest of the, you know, 120 minutes of the film, this is going to do really well. It might not do Frozen, you know, like a billion dollars money, but I can see it performing. Yeah. And I'm saying that maybe it doesn't do the Frozen thing, but imagine an animated television series, Netflix only, coming out a month after that movie is released, where kids can sit down and be like, oh, I want to watch Big Hero 6. And boom, you have eight episodes. And you know what the one thing with kids programming? Kids are like me and also my wife, where we'll just watch the same episodes over and over again because it's just something on. And I think that would be okay. a really smart deal, much like the DreamWorks deal that they uh, Netflix has worked out. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it working out really well. Well, here's the thing, too, kind of on that front. Like, this was something that I didn't think to bring up for Week in Geek uh, last week. But apparently Disney's barred any release of Big Hero 6 comics on the Marvel end of things because they don't want what they're doing with the movie to be misconstrued by what happened in the comics before. Yeah, because like, Silver Samurai is on Big Hero 6. <laughs> and, like it's, and a different, like, it's a completely no, different like, book. You guys have this movie coming out. Like, We want to put the comics out because that's going to sell comics. And Disney's like, no, like oh. you don't want the comics to come out, and then people be like, "No, I don't want to see that movie." This isn't for kids. But I, Paul, what you were talking about with you know a Big Hero Six cartoon reminded me of what happened with the Jimmy Neutron cartoon because that's one of those things. Like I didn't see the Jimmy Neutron movie. I was like, "Eh, whatever. I don't care." But then they had a cartoon come out on Nickelodeon that was super popular. So there's obviously a market for that. And that's yep. something I don't care about. If they put out a Big Hero 6 cartoon, I'd probably be ready to watch that every day. And here's the, here's the bad thing is Paul left to go to the bathroom, so he didn't hear you say any oh, of that to him. But I was giving him props. I know, I know. Oh. Man. Paul, that's why you never go to the bathroom when we're talking. I'll always record. We give, we give you that olive branch. Paul, I, I had I had to announce that you weren't here because Chris just gave you this big heartfelt thing of saying like Paul is right like 
this would definitely work because I've seen this happen before, and I want to sit down and I want to watch this show on Netflix. Huge. And then I was like, uh, he's not here. He's not. So, so Paul, you're just going to have to listen to this episode and then make sure you rate and review us over on the iTunes. Exactly. Our, but yeah. We're at an hour 25. We want to do one less round or yes. – uh, John, you, I, you I, still I, have your – we, we all did either three, way. right? Yeah, we've all done one. Or we've all, we've all equally have done the same amount. Okay. So one less round or – One less round. Let's do okay. one last one, round. One last round. All right. Who wants to go? Do you want to throw it? I'll go first because I okay. haven't gone first all night. Uh, no, you were just coming on planets. Hey, that's what I like to do. <laughs> Speaking of coming on planets, my next character uh, would do great by coming on planets. And uh, with the success... How is this a worse segue than we had at the beginning of this show? <laughs> I'm just digging myself in further. Uh, with the success that the we had... The shoveler. The shoveler. With the success... Oh, man, I should have done D-Man. <laughs> Uh, with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy and the uh, post-credits, uh, why not do my favorite uh, Howard the Duck? No, no, you didn't say it right. you got to sing it. Howard, Howard the, the Duck. duck. Uh, I think a Howard the Duck, aside from having him be computerized and everyone else being live action, or actually do it all as a cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, I think would be kind of fun. Um, but I would enjoy a Howard the Duck show. Uh, he is a master of quack foo. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. I forgot to mention this in Week and Geek. We're going to get a deleted scene, a uh, complete musical scene, on the Blu-ray or Blu-ray slash DVD release of Guardians of the Galaxy. It was one of uh, apparently Jim. What, what's the director? James Something Gunn. Gun. James, James Gunn. Gun. Uh, favorite scenes, and it just didn't really fit thematically, but it's that kind of wacky James Gunn kind of uh, musical interlude set. That's crazy, because I don't know how they could make nothing fit in thematically with yeah, like, yeah. everything that movie. <laughs> well, wait until we see it on Blu-ray and or DVD. So Also, I, just like time-wise, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that yeah. throws 15 minutes off, or throws this off, or throws a beat off. We are totally Kevin Bacon right now. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Evan Bacon, great voice for uh, Howard the Duck. Uh, no. Um, no, but I think Howard the Duck would be a fun thing that also people who, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen Guardians of the Galaxy by now. Uh, uh, at, at least uh, that, that they would be interested in seeing that versus the Leah Thompson uh, whoa, 80s whoa, movie. Whoa. It's a lot of fun still. It's I, well, it's still a lot of fun. I love that movie, but I would love to see it's more. Big Trouble and Little China level of fun. I I would like to see a Howard the Duck where he, he's living in that same universe still, and kind of more poking the fun at it instead of him as that like oh I'm stuck on Earth. Yeah, kind of character. No, I, I agree. It's that it's that thing like where they wanted to bring back Howard the Duck in the comic books. But they didn't have the exact likeness rights anymore, so all of a sudden the cover of it, it's Howard the Duck, but he's got a mouse head, and he, and on the cover it just says, don't ask. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to poke fun at this world, I'm going to, you know, well, throw no, it in it everyone's was, face. It was because Disney was suing Marvel because he 
wasn't wearing pants, and therefore he was too much like Donald Duck. Yeah, something like so that. So that's why he they put yeah. him with a mouse head on to poke fun at Disney with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he's definitely yeah it'd be fun that character that pokes fun at everything that's going around with him. Yeah, he's like the Deadpool with the cosmic. Yeah, he's the fourth wall breaking kind of character. That's Here. my choice. Nice. Chris, Paul, Paul, I'm throwing it to you. Yeah, Paul. throw it to me so Chris can finish up because this is his baby. Uh, I'm looking okay. for also another fun thing. I, I okay, so I got the younger viewer with the Big Hero Six. I want that tween kind of audience now. So you know, I'm thinking, you know, something to fill that that uh, Teen Titans kind of thing because Teen Titans is Teen Titans Go was really popular with that young adult slash tween audience at eight to like thirteen year old. Do you know this for a fact? Or are you just saying this? No, no, I looked it up. It's all good. <laughs> facts. I looked it up. It's all good. It's all facts. It's I, all Wikipedia. I don't know if I believe that he looked it up. It's Wikipedia. It's fine. Research. When, when did you look this up? Uh, after we talked about it. <laughs> when? When I said who? Hey, on Facebook, remember we talked about this? And I'm like, hey, how about, you know, like what DreamWorks is doing with blah, blah, blah. And Chris is like, yeah, that's fine. Paul, do whatever you want because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, Chris. I'm going to look this up. I, no, I, it was like There's 99% of me that does not think that you looked this up. Okay, good for you. Uh, Why would you look that up? Because Teen Titans Go also got a re got canceled and then it's now yeah. back again. So therefore, there it has to be popular. Has to be popular. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. It came back. Came back. Came back. Came back. So I want to see a Young Avengers done in that style. Oh, you went a different route. I thought you were going to go for uh, Runaways. With no, this one. see, if we were going to go another round, I'd be like, okay, that is definitely the young adult, like the uh, the <coughs> Twihard kind of uh, kind of thing going Twihard? on. Twihard at the Twilight. Kind of age group, the Twihards. Is that what they're called, the Twihards? I, I think because it sounds a lot like Die Hard. They, they're the Die Hard fans. Yeah, they're the, Die Hard Twilight, Twilight fans. And I think I think that, Is that could a real be... thing. I've heard it before, and not right. from Paul. So All right, okay. I think it is. You know Paul, Paul's you know on his game 100 percent today. You so. know what, John? Get off my Paul's fucking lawn! This All right. This is one of those. Oh, this is what you do all the time. Like somebody's like selling something and then you're like wait a second blah 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 is that real and then you're i like, never question or not if it's real i just question or not your motive in order was was making. paul inspired by the trading policy for uh the strange channel of luther strode where he sent away for some sort of manual <laughs> yeah i sent away studying it i, I, I sent away a podcast podcasting for podcasters <laughs> The Leo Laporte version by Leo Laporte. Uh, yeah, so I would like to see this uh, for that young, like, 8 to 13-year-old boy kind of audience, which is something Disney wants desperately. And I think this would be kind of that kind of market for I, young Avengers. And also, it wouldn't alienate young girls either, because you have strong female characters in it. Yeah, you have Stature and Hawkeye. You could pull anybody, you know, that you really want in the Young Avengers, and kids would see it and be like, oh, cool, Young Avengers. Not Avengers Next, which was shit, but an actually... See, I haven't watched it. I have on my Netflix queue, but... It's bad. It's just that 
direct-to-DVD back before Marvel knew what they were doing with that direct-to-DVD kind of stuff, and it's it's not good. But, again, 12 episodes, first season, Netflix doesn't have Nickelodeon anymore. They don't have that air, uh, the last air, you know, the Legend of Korra. They don't have the last airbender kind of th- Nick, you know, kind of thing going I think Young Avengers could fill that niche. It could be that kind of epic story, long-told epic story with a lot of really cool action in every episode and done really well. Uh, so that's that's my pick. That's his pick. You guys tell me I oversell, so there you go. I oversold. No. No, no, no. Like, no it was you oversell, like, It was you selling so hard, and then when we were like, no, yeah, you're right, you're like, well, you don't have anything to say. I'm like, well, you said everything. And agree. And agree. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I think this would be fun. I'm not a huge yeah. Ave- like Young Avengers fan, so it's not like it's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm kicking down doors for. But, but what it- if it was done in a great way, like The Last Airbender? Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, that or even like how they did... Um, uh, Young Justice. I thought Young Justice was mm-hmm. really well done. And Did you finish watching all that? Everything that was on Netflix, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really good. And then the second season jumps into the future, and it's even better. <laughs> Which I'm sad they don't have that on Netflix, so I can rewatch it yet. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's definitely something that you you do something smart in the, that kind of vein. In yeah, it's gonna work. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be something that. 30-year-old men are also watching because it's like, oh, this is really good programming. No, and, Paul, this is something that I would definitely want to check out, too. I, I do kind of miss Don's Atomic I Comics. I champion that. that book as much as possible. And when they originally announced the Young Avengers book over at Marvel, I was kind of like, well, they're just trying to cash in on what DC was doing with the relaunch of Teen Titans from Jeff Johns. Like, they're this isn't going to be good. And I picked up that first issue, and I was like, no, this is good. This is really good. This is going to be something. And I kept on it. And if they can capture that same spirit, like, I'm all for it. Um, that and, uh, you know, Big Hero 6 show. Chris? So, well you, done. You have your last pick, sir. You will wrap us up for the night. I, I will wrap us up, and I don't think this is my strongest pick, um, but this is almost as a sister show. Sister, sister. Had. Sister, sister. Now, um, this is the other side of the coin to what we had over with Blade, uh, but this would be uh, Morbius the Living Vampire Show. Morbius I, was someone I was going to put on my list. I think where you have Blade as some... like. I really didn't talk about Blade too much because I, I feel like everyone knows Blade at this point. But where's Blade? Is that the Daywalker who uses his powers to try to, you know, protect people and do what he has to do to get it done? I feel like with a Morbius show, you would have more of that reluctant vampire. Like I feel like you would have Morbius subtitle the reluctant vampire before the living vampire. Um, <laughs> Because he's he's just that guy who's been cursed more than anything. And this is him trying to deal with the lot that he's been handed. How much like Helena from uh, The Vampire Diaries? 
I've never watched that show. You've so seen I, a few minutes of it when Kate was watching it while you have been over. Okay, so like, <laughs> during like the podcast. I don't remember. I'm sorry, Paul, I cannot. You're like, who's that like, blonde girl? <laughs> she a vampire? No, she's annoying, so she's not a vampire yet. Okay. That's- <laughs> I don't even remember this exchange. Um, Paul's just looking for something to be like, no, no, you guys, you know. You guys know. You guys know. You know. You know the Vampire Diaries. Um, I I think it would be a good counterpoint almost to what you would have with Blade. Um, Almost a darker version of that darker character. And my idea was ultimately to wrap up, like we're getting with uh, Netflix's The Defenders, you fold in some of these characters into a Midnight Suns series. So it would be Blade, Morbius... Moon Knight. And then one of my original pitches was also going to be Ghost Rider. Hmm. I thought about but Ghost Rider, but I was like, they can't do it with the head. That, that's what dropped it for me, too, where it's like, yeah, you know, that's so much money. And that's why I subbed in uh, Moon Knight instead, because it's a lot easier to do on like a budget. Um, but I, I think just having like a whole supernatural corner of the Marvel Universe would be awesome, especially over on Netflix, where well, you're Netflix, not going to be getting like that, you know, millions and millions of dollars flowing in from box office revenue. Like, if you're able to justify it by like, no, people are streaming these episodes. Yeah, like it's probably an easier write-off than funneling 170 million into uh, producing a movie. No, I agree. I definitely agree. The one thing I'm surprised we didn't mention, because we did mention, uh, well, I mentioned in the name of the king, the short DVD uh, on the thing, and also the success of Orange is the New Black, is a Rikers Island, or stri- is it Rikers or Strikers, where they send all the supervillains to? Uh, the Raft? The Raft. Yeah, The Raft. Um, that as a Netflix original <laughs> series. I don't know if Netflix would do that. Like, I feel like that's too close to Orange is the New Black. No. But it would be with all the villains, and it it seems like something Marvel might I would, do. I would just like to see that as a tie-in for, like, Daredevil, Punisher, those the characters hood. we've like, seen. Yeah, like, all those characters there. Like, that would be fun, because, I mean, there is that inside and out with mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil going to prison. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's your... Almost kind of what we were going for with this, like... That's your second batch. You know, like, you have all You those. mean, like, Gremlins 2, the new batch? Almost. Like, that's your second. Like, all those villains that you see get put away, like, then you have them in that, like, in the raft. Hmm. Like, and then they're just daily lives. Like, you need to set them up, and then you get that. Yeah. And then you, you stage that breakout at the end of, like, that episode which leads into something else like whether it's in the uh, movies or maybe the next batch of marvel tv shows i know i know i'm tapped out for ideas you guys want to do lightning round just mention any other ideas you have um no i didn't have anything else but i could probably throw something out there if someone else wants to start Nope. No, I don't. I don't think I have anything <laughs> oh, fuck either. You, Paul. Well, I don't. I said I was all out. But if you guys wanted the lightning round, your ideas, go ahead. So, I thought that was your saying, like you wanted to do a lightning round. Uh, things that they don't have 
that Marvel does not have the rights to uh, that I'd like to see. Uh, a Gambit show done by Marvel on Netflix. That would be fun. Uh, Madrix. Madrox. Madrox. Miniseries. Miniseries. Him is the detective in, mm-hmm. in Mutant Town. That would be that would be definitely something that was like, oh man, that would be great. That would be very can't, noir story. Can't be done. Um, I would say like that Generation X type team. Yeah. Like the young mutants before they can be, like the X Men. Honestly, like I was reading the X Men book for a while. Um, the Brian Wood, and then became mm-hmm. uh, Mark Guggenheim, and then in the back of it, they started doing the uh, like a side team where it was more like a New Mutant style, and that became like a draw as well. That was no longer just a backup. That was like four or five pages of gold at the end. I was like, yeah, you know what? That younger classic characters living in the shadow of the X Men, like if rights weren't a thing, like that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a ton of ideas, but I was like, nope, rights. Um, yeah. That's why I went directly to Exiles. I'm like, F rights. doesn't matter. No, no. no. You guys got the 616 version of these characters. Yeah. We can still play with whatever the hell we want because, boom, we're Disney. Go ahead and sue us, bitch. Well, that was also a thing I had with um, like Morbius because I was like, is he technically a Spider-Man character? Because, like, every time I read Morbius besides that number one that I picked up, um, like, last year, and it was in a Spider-Man book. Yeah. And also, the only, like, version of Morbius that I really know is that 90s-style Spider-Man. Oh, where he was sucking blood through the hands? No, no, no. Never blood. Plasma. 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 Through the hands, because yeah. uh, that is not what you would do on a Saturday morning cartoon show. You can't suck blood. But he still had fangs. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just weird because he had those like, suction cup like pants. weird hand vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. You brought it up, Paul. If you want to throw your hand vaginas onto our, <laughs> <laughs> our ratings and reviews. Oh, rating reviewings. That's, yeah. They don't want to put their hand vaginas anywhere else. <laughs> onto your keyboards and type us a great rating and reviews over on iTunes. We love them and we love list, uh, reading them live on the podcast. Unfortunately, no new ratings and reviews this week. Boo. Yeah. If you want to see what we do... Uh, Chris, you post a picture, right, every week somewhere? Yeah, uh, every week over on our Facebook page, you can see uh, what we're talking about and what we're drinking. And that's also just over on our website, over at bangboard.com, where you can also find the link to the newest episode, if that's where you listen to us, if you don't download us over on the iTunes. And also, uh, the, you can find that picture, hashtag bagged and board on Tumblr, and over on our Twitter Oh, we're on Twitter? We're on Twitter. Oh, yeah, big more. We're everywhere on the internet. Everything we post up uh, comes yeah. there, and you can also converse with us that way, and we'll get back to you. We love conversing with our listeners. More and so just, than we I love our say, like, I've mentioned this every week since it's been up, but I love our new website. It's so good-looking. So thanks to producer Scott for putting that together yeah. for us. Um, you can always find out what our next episode is up over on there. And I'm trying to support it with a few more uh, actual content articles, too. So every week I'm putting something up over there. Yeah, well, his last article, I was like, well, we could have done that for a topic. Well, we still can. It's 
doesn't just because it's an article doesn't mean it can't be a topic. Well, we already know Chris's point of view on it. Yeah, but not everybody that reads the website listens to the podcast and vice versa. Well, you should do everything. You should do it. And also, if we get listener feedback on those articles, then we can bring that in and actually be part of the conversation for the podcast. Hey. hey. See, that's how we get... Fi- that's uh, how it works. A listener uh, interaction. Wonderful. So what are we doing next week? Do we have a tease for that? Uh, or is this going to be one of those times where we need to talk about it after the show? I think we need to talk about it after the show. We we had two weeks with Luther Strode and uh, and then doing this. So, yeah, we don't have anything set up for next week. <sighs> we were so planned. Yeah, next week, and then we have our another look back on the 28th. So <laughs> two weeks from now, we're doing our September look back. But, oh, man, uh, that means three weeks we have to have Essex County Red. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get it done. October 5th. Oh, Kate's, uh, Kate's birthday weekend. So, so you that. probably won't record that week. No, we will. It's just, we'll be... You know, well, at least I have a couple extra days to read it. Yeah. All right. So until Well, stay tuned to um, the Facebook page and Twitter. We'll be talking about what we're doing for next week beforehand. 